one person to open with a word of prayer. Thank you. Hello. Someone to start us off with a word of prayer. Come over, just unmute. Lafu, you just pray we start. Thank you. Let's pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to learn and to hear from you. We thank you, Lord, that um, you've given us this time, chance, and opportunity to just get together and to hear what you have been saying for time immemorial in your word. We pray, Lord, that you will um, align our, our hearts and our minds. Um, may we be attentive. May we hear what you are saying to us in this time and in this passage. We thank you for uh, our pastor, Katie, um, for his dedication and for the time taken to teach us and talk us through this, and for everyone who has joined here. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, pray. Amen. Amen. Um, thank you. Thank you, Lillian. Um, thank you. Thank you, Tanui, for joining. Yeah, so um, today we are going to discuss the book of Revelation. And... Uh, uh, for those that um, you've joined today for the very first time, thank you so much. We are going to pick the book of Revelation for, from where we just share, um, we dig deep into the book of Revelation. I just want guys to just, um, um, maybe you can, you can share like a highlight, you can share something that you've learned, you can share something that maybe has been a challenge, um, for like around, let's spend like around three, four minutes there, and then we will dig deep. So just unmute and talk. Kama you can post on the on the chat. Anyone who would want to share like a challenge, a highlight, something you've learned or even a prayer request, please feel free to post either on the chat or um, you can also unmute and just start speaking. Um, if you're there, just show me a thumbs up because I, I don't think I, I should continue because I, I just hear silence and silence speaks a lot. Thank you, Maya. So the rest, I don't think the rest are here. 
don't know. But um, what I wanted, what I was asking is, if someone has like something to share, like a highlight, a highlight, or um, um, a highlight, maybe a testimony, maybe a challenge, or maybe a prayer request before we start. Please feel free to just unmute your mic and you can just share. Thank you. I think this is maybe a challenge. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe what I mean, Yamaza, because highlight ni nini, na leo bado ni Tuesday. Labda wiki ija songa songa bado for highlights and challenges, Ama. <laughs> um, okay, since to meet last week, since to meet last week, Tuesday. Ah, okay. I think it's a week, yeah. Okay, well and then. Pia, sorry, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. No, please go ahead. Oh yeah, because Nimoliza watu raise a thumbs up. It's only Maya and you. So, I feel to go to see what In that case, let me um, share a testimony to the three of us that are in the house at the moment. Um, so, um, I don't know if it's, it's um, perhaps, I mean, it is a testimony, but it's more... Um, like a point of thanksgiving. Um, I think since, well, this is from the weekend and I just wanted to um, basically share that um, this weekend has been a really good one for, for me um, in terms of fellowship um, and spending time with um, friends and particularly friends in the community of faith. So um, we had a hangout on Saturday uh, at church which went really well and it was just a really good opportunity for people to get together and get to know each other and meet new people and um, yeah basically interact outside of our immediate groups and certainly outside of our immediate um, connect groups and so on that point I just um, I'm, I'm really grateful and thankful to God for connecting me with this community of faith it's just been really great to get to know everyone, um, especially my CG. Uh, no beef, but like my CG is like the best CG. Uh, so I just want to put that out there. <laughs> and yeah, I think from, from the weekend on Saturday and Sunday, the reflection for me is just that, has just been that I feel really blessed to be connected to this community of faith. And yeah, that's my share. That's my share, just a point of thanksgiving. Thank you. Wow, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think everyone that's here, I think I know everyone here, and I believe that we are all in a CG. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I just want to share something small, and then we get into the book of Revelation. I've been pondering and thinking for some time, and I've been reading um, this this portion of scripture for a number of, 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 of days. And I've been thinking, just thinking, and uh, it's, on, it's in Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. Numbers 
chapter 13 you can just turn there if you are able to numbers chapter 13 and it's interesting of how there are times that god may just give us a glimpse or a snapshot or a trailer of of the place that he would want us to go and uh what makes the difference is what we actually say um concerning the snapshot because of the things that maybe we see um and uh, i'll read this is moses who had told um he had gotten um everyone a leader from the entire tribe of of israel 12 12 people each 12 people from all the tribes and he told them you guys go and uh you're going to do something for me an assignment and uh he so verse, verse, nini, verse 18 of Numbers 13, the Bible says, at verse 17, when Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, go up through the Negev and on into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees on it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes. So they went up and explored the land from the desert of Zin as far as Reho, towards Lebo Hamath. They went up through the Negev and came to Hebron where Ahiman, Sheshai, and Talmai, the descendants of Anak, lived. Hebron had been built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. When they reached the valley of Eshkol, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them, along with some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the valley of Eshkol because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut off there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. Um, we went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here's the fruit. But the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, Jebusites and Amorites live in the hill country and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb, silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack these people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites and they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. 
all the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. I, I won't go much into, into theology, but I'm just trying to see. You see, God had promised Abraham. God had promised the children of Israel. Everywhere you see in scripture, God had promised these guys Canaan. And now they are being sent there as a snapshot. They are being sent there as a snapshot, as a trailer. But you see what they said. Um, people take Canaan to be either literal or figurative. It's a place where they say milk and honey. It's a place of abundance, a place of abundance. Other people say it's a place of, 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 of plenty. But also some people say it's a place where all these things are flowing. And you see, these guys were sent, the people that were supposed to take this land. And by the way, they were not to go and like, oh God, and then they just enter. They had to fight. They had to fight. And sometimes for us to get to where God is telling us to go, sometimes he will take us in a snapshot and then he will teach us and he will teach us in terms of faith, in terms of us trusting and, and pursuing and, and standing on the promises and not going. And Unacheki, for example, you are an intern and then you're sent to a big organization and you're like, hey, who commands this because of this and this and this and this. Yet God had already prophesied to you. Is God taking you to places that is giving you snapshots? Is giving you glimpses, as in he's taking you so that you come with a report and will you be like Caleb or will you be like the 10? Caleb said, Manze, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. Ama, are you like these other guys? Mwenye manze una spread rumors, una spread izoma vituzoto, unasema, we can't attack these people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report. As in, do you go and say, ah, manze, this situation, hata tusha chapwa, hata sioni kitoboa, manze mbona tuko hapa, tuishie tu home, sisi tu doze, na hizo stories iishie. I think that's the challenge I, I would want to ask each one of us, and I'm also speaking to myself. Will you be like Caleb, or will you be like the remaining 11 that, as in, they gave a report that Manze Likwa so discouraging. That is what I wanted to, to share. Yep. So today we go into the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation. Manze, it's been a long, long time. It's been a long, long time. Thank you guys for joining. It's been a long, long time since we did Revelation. Um, but we are here and we are going to, to, to do Revelation. There's quite a lot that we are going to read today. Um, in my research, I saw there are many, many biblical references. And uh, for those that might not know, one, we will use um, the principle that is called scripture, interpret scripture. You find there are some things in the Old Testament that guys said, but you find they are being explained way in the New Testament in like the book of Revelation. So we will have to bounce, bounce, 
from scripture to another so that it will help us to understand. Also, another thing, we are going to go back to like other portions of scripture when it comes to um, revelation so that you see the things that started happening. Um, I remember we mentioned that rapture happened between chapter four and chapter five. So we will see like there are some things that are being fulfilled that were said in Revelation 3 to around um, 13 there. You find that there are some things that are being fulfilled in Revelation 14, 15, 16, all the way up to 21. Um, another thing you can type on the chat is, what are some of the things that you've seen happen in our world today? What are some of the things that you see are happening in our world today? the things that bring you to an to a place whereby hey Monday it's like we are in the last days. By the way, feel free to type on the chat. What are some of the things that you've seen recently that are happening in our world today that is bringing you to the place whereby you are like, hey Monday, it's like we are living um in the last days. Yes. Um even as I give you time to answer that, I will add, by the way, feel free to also write on the chat. The other one is, what have you learned so far from the book of Revelation? What have you learned so far from the book of Revelation as we turn to Revelation 14? What have you learned so far from the book of Revelation? Thank you. Um, Lillian, you're saying a worldwide pandemic definitely feels like the end of days. Okay, thank you. Someone else? Someone else? Okay, um, even as guys um, think about it, I would want us to read the book of Revelation, chapter 14. Revelation chapter 14, you can go verse 1 to 5. Someone to just um, unmute and read. Revelation chapter 14, verse 1 to 5. Revelation 14, verse 1 to 5. Revelation 14, um, reading from the NIV. Then I looked and there was the lamb standing on Mount Zion and with him 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a sound from heaven like the roar of rushing waters and like a loud peal of thunder. The sound I heard was like that of harpists playing their harps. And they sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. No one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. These are those who did not defile themselves with women, for they remained virgins. They followed the lamb wherever he goes. They were purchased from among mankind and offered as first fruits to, the, to God and to the lamb. No lie was found in their mouths and they were blameless. 
Wow, um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. The reason as to why we've read from verse one to verse nini, to verse five is I want us to go like slowly by slowly because there's quite a lot and I wouldn't want us to miss um, the things that are unfolding in the book of Revelation. Let me just read some of the comments that I've seen. Some of the comments that I've seen. Thank you guys for commenting. Um, um, sin being normalized and um, homosexuality. Yeah, I was watching on, uh, on, on YouTube that now we are finding that guys are saying that my body, my choice um, uh, matters, um, abortion, I've seen in Texas, I've seen in Europe, as in there's quite a lot, there's quite a lot. Um, um, Marsh is saying increase of heresy and false doctrine, which is not sound, that is so true that is so true it's just like um prosperity it's like um people are speaking about grace you like because of grace you can actually do whatever you want to do and you will be forgiven at the end of the of the day which is very wrong paul speaks against that in the book of um of of romans chapter 5 to chapter 6 um, i'm seeing natural disasters increasing as well that is so true there is global warming. I was seeing, um, I think it's in, it's in Spain where there have been wildfires. Yesterday I was watching another documentary um, in, in, in Germany. They are saying that the drought, as in it's now so dry that it's, the, the, the dryness has sunken deep from the, from the, from the, the, the top of the soil to around three meters down. It's so dry that as in the, the Nini places, places are catching fire, as in there's a lot of, of, of fires, forest fires and etc. There's so much that is happening in our world today. And even as, I, as we mention about all this, we find that these ones are like what Jesus spoke about. These things are what Jesus spoke about. And they are speaking about the coming of the, of the, the, coming of the Lord Jesus as in this one, this thing, the peak of what is going to happen in the book of Revelation chapter four to five, rapture, the second coming of Christ, which is in two phases. So that speaks of the first phase. And it's also in the book of Revelation, uh, not, sorry, not Revelation, Matthew chapter 24, that things are actually, um, um, the things that we are seeing like earthquakes, I remember in Haiti, um, just Jose, as in there's a lot and, these are like the pains. These are like the bathing of the Christ coming back. Um, um, Tashi is saying worship of wealth. Like I hear on national radio station reporting almighty dollar. Hey, okay. You're interesting. And uh, I don't know whether you guys have heard of this thing. Um, um, I'm forgetting the names whereby they're saying that they've, as in, Many, many people came together, journalists came together and they unraveled the, where the wealth, the rich put their wealth. And we found out that our president actually was in that list. I'm forgetting the exact name. Yeah, and uh, you find that people are actually about wealth, about wealth. And, uh, and, and I, can, I can qualify what Tashi is saying. Uh, Pandora Papers, yeah, Pandora Papers. By the way, you can watch that thing. I mean, that thing is so interesting. It is so mind mind blowing that you see how people um 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 yes by ICIJ yeah 
um, there's so much that is happening. There's so much that is happening. And as Christians, this is something that we should just think about when it comes especially to the second coming of Christ. So um, Revelation 14, I'm going to explain in brief. And besides that, I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to ask questions. Why did these guys sing a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders? And it's so interesting that no one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. Remember, we spoke about the 144,000 in, uh, in uh, the, the the book of Revelation chapter 7, the 144,000, these are the people that um, um, have, they, they, it speaks of the Jewish people and it's not a literal according to some interpreters, but to some it's literal, but it doesn't change the fact that these are the Jewish people, these are the people that actually um, believe that Jesus Christ is actually the Lord and Savior. Because you, if you, if you remember, for, for the sake of those that were not there while we were doing Revelation 7, you find that the Jewish people struggled with believing in Jesus Christ as the Messiah. To them, they still think that the Messiah will come. But because, and one of the reasons was, they thought that the Messiah would come as a man of war. But Jesus came opposite to what they thought. Jesus came as the Prince of Peace. This is um, Luke chapter 2. He came as the Prince of Peace. So to them, Jesus hasn't come. And that has caused conflict and they haven't believed. And now you see in Revelation, what was spoken in Daniel is being fulfilled. There's something called double fulfillment of prophecy. This is now being fulfilled. And this is where they, were, they are like, ayah. When that time comes, when the Antichrist demands worship, they will be like, wow, 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 kumba come. That was Jesus. And upon the Bible says, all Israel will be saved. And Wanasema, um, the, the beast and the dragon will be running after them, will be after them and wanting to exterminate them and to erase them from the face of the world. But God has marked them. And, and to Tendelia could explain that. So anyone with an answer, as in why were these people um, singing, as in singing, why were they singing a new song? And as they sang that song, as in no one could interpret, uh, not, not interpret, it was only them. No one could learn the song except the one 44,000. As someone answers, let me just explain this. Um, one of the themes that links Revelation chapter 14 going all the way to 16 is expressed by the word voice. And you will find that the word voice between Revelation 14 to 16, it has been used 11 times. And this is where now God speaks to his people now the Jewish people, or to the lost world. Or also, you find that God is speaking out through the angels. God is using the angels to, who are ministering spirits. 
and 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 the angels are being used in a way that they are warning they are warning the world and by the way Tafika place and you to find it the 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 seventh trumpet or the seventh angel and these are the seven vial the vial and this is like the full, the final nini the final judgment where it releases the wrath of god and uh and and as we get into the last half of the tribulation last bit of the second half of tribulation it was divided three and a half years and three and a half years we find that heaven is not silent heaven is not silent okay so my question kuna mtu anajibu okay so i've answered let me see let me see akuna anyone with a question ama something to say from there okay so still back to um revelation these people are the people that were sealed that were marked and then the sound of the sound from heaven like a a roaring a roar of rushing waters and like a loud peal of thunder the sound i heard was like that of harpies playing their harps and they sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders no one could learn the song except the 144000 who had been redeemed from the earth let me explain that you find that um these people are the ones that had been marked and you find that um there's a reason as to why now zion has come someone to open psalm chapter 9 verse 11 and another person to open Joel chapter 3 verse 21 and I'm going to explain about Zion and you find that these people sang that song because they had they had gone through the tribulation and they were getting to a place that they would experience God's covering and they would see God as in deliver them and God save them and they would see God do mighty things remember um if we get to i i don't know whether it's 17 or 12 that they were snatched the 144 they were snatched and they were hidden somewhere um um and and you find that as in they experienced god in all this and these are the people that had not bowed to the beast this is according to revelation chapter 13 yes psalm 911 revelation chapter 13 as in they had not received the mark of the beast these people had not um worshiped the the enemy or they were not part of the conformism of the world joel ilikuwa joel chapter 3 verse 21 they had not conformed they had done nothing and that's why the bible says that no lie was found in their mouth and they are blameless as in these people um according to some of the research that i 
I, I, I found out is that God actually cared for these people because they refused to conform to ungodly, ungodly and corrupt world system. As in, I want us to think of how difficult it was. If it's difficult to live for God now, how about that time? The beauty of all this is that Manze Tutakua raptured so Kuwari, we just have to, to, to be like the, the virgins that had their oils uh, in their lamps and, and to be ready and without blemish. And, and I'm not saying that we should be perfect, but we should be like on, on our toes. I assume 9-11, Joel. I have Psalm 911, um, again reading from the NIV, and it says, Sing the praises of the Lord enthroned in Zion. Proclaim among the nations what he has done. Okay. Um, you've heard Zion has been mentioned. Joel 321. Joel 321. Um, I'm reading from the KGV version. For I will cleanse the blood that I have not cleansed, for the Lord dwells in Zion. Okay, thank you. For the Lord dwells in Zion. Thank you so much. I'm going to explain about um, Zion in a bit. One of the reasons as to why you find that these people were singing a song that like no one else could sing. Have you ever been at a place that you can only understand the magnitude of what you've gone through? that no other person can be able to understand. That is how it was explaining these guys singing as in that song. And we're going to look at it in Revelation 15, and we're going to tie it with Revelation chapter, yeah. with Re Revelation chapter 15, chapter 14, and also the book of Exodus, where the children of Israel sang a song of Moses. And we're going to look that in a few. And, uh, uh, and, and this speaks about the power that we find in music, the power that is in music. You know, for now, we can sing these songs with the saints that, we'll, that, that John is prophesying about, but for the people that will be there at that time, they won't be able to sing. They won't be able to sing because no one understands the magnitude or the, the, the things that these people went through, the tough times. Imagine um, the sun had been darkened, uh, the sun came lower and, and, and the moon was darkened and water was bitter and there was no food. You couldn't buy, you would go without food and things were so difficult as in there were earthquakes and fires and, and all these other things. But these people, a song kept them. Let me explain about Zion and then I tie it with Nini. Zion is actually Jerusalem. And this was where the Ark of the Covenant was. The Ark of the Covenant, it is a place where the presence of God would be. In the book of Exodus, you find that Moses was told to build the Ark of the Covenant. And a priest will go there once in a year. And Moses will go and meet with God, and God will speak there um, like in a cloud. So um, 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 Zion is where the Ark of the Covenant was. After the temple was built, now the Ark of the Covenant was taken into the temple. Zion came to refer to the temple grounds. 
Zion came to refer to the temple grounds, and this was God's dwelling. So it was like a holy place. It was like a holy place. So when you see in Revelation 14, as the Bible says, um, as the Bible says, um, then I looked and there before me was the lamb standing on Mount Zion, standing in the presence of God and with him, the 144,000. This is so interesting. This is so um, 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 mind blowing. And the Bible continues to say, these are who did not defile themselves with women for they kept themselves pure. They followed the lamb wherever he goes. You see, lamb is capital L. This speaks about Jesus. They were purchased from among men. Men symbolizes sin and offered as first fruits to God and the lamb. They were offered to God. No lie was found in them. I was reading another um, um, commentary and they were saying that these people were unmarried and they were not involved in sexual immorality or any other thing. They had not defiled themselves. You see how important it is. Um, and and for when we speak about the woman, um, it can be you are defiling yourself with something that will hinder God from, like, um, um, from using you, from using you. And, and I think this also speaks to us today as in, are we defiling ourselves in a manner that God cannot use us? Are we defiling? How are we living our lives? How are we living our lives today? Are we living our lives that is set apart for God's service? Are we living our lives in a manner that God is able to say, um, I know that I can use this person because they've chosen to set themselves apart? Um, Another reason as to why you find the word fast fruit or very finest, um, you find that the feast of fast fruits in the book of Leviticus chapter 23, verse 9 to 14, we won't go there. The priest waved a sheaf um, of, of, of wheat before the Lord as a sign that the entire harvest belonged to him. These people were the fast fruits of the harvest that was yet to come. In, gen, in not generation, in Revelation, you find that also there were some Gentiles that believe in Jesus, but they had to pay to buy like their salvation with death. They were being killed because if you refuse to, to have the mark of the beast, you will be killed. And it's not as in you're just being killed like immediately for some. It will take pain and it will take time. That's why the enemy would want you to take the mark of the beast. But these people that are giving their lives to Jesus, they are like um, a follow-up of the 144,000 that I had mentioned that they had. They, they believed. The Bible says in Revelation that all Israel, all of them believed. Um, any question up to there? Or a comment? Any question or a comment before we continue? Okay, um, verse six to verse six. You can please continue to read. 
anyone? I'm happy to continue. So Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. Then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had the eternal gospel to, to proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. He said in a loud voice, fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. Okay, As let me please let me just stop you, kiddo, go there. Sure. You know, it's interesting that we were finding in in the other places in the Bible before revelation, angels were actually ministering spirits. They were they went to um Abraham and they delivered a message. You find that they went to um Sodom and Gomorrah and they delivered a message, and you find um in a in a in, in Jesus' time, as in they were to strengthen him, but they didn't do that. You find in Manoah, before Manoah actually um, 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 had Samson, you find that angels, an angel went there. You find that angels were mostly used to send, to deliver message like angel Gabriel. But now here, they are preaching. They are preaching and they are, they are coming to tell guys, Manze, you guys, as in the judgment, of God has come because the hour of his judgment has come. He said, and the angel said in a loud voice, fear God. If you go back to the book of Revelation chapter 13, you find that people were worshiping the beast. You see now this is a follow-up. He's saying, it's like he's saying, Monday you guys are worshiping the beast, but you don't know that God is coming. And you see when it comes to the trumpet, now this is like the final. It's like the Magna Carta, the, 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 the climax of God's wrath. And, and God's wrath is out of, holy, out of holiness. But the angel is telling them, just turn to God. And he's giving them a warning. He's giving them a warning. This is one angel. Verse 8, continue. Verse 8. A second angel followed and said, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great, which made all nations drink the maddening wine of her adulteries. A third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and its image and receives its mark on their forehead or their hand, they too will drink the wine of God's fury with which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. They will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever. There will be no rest day or night for those who worship the beast and its image or for anyone who receives the mark of its name. This calls for patient endurance on the part of the people of God who keep his commands and remain faithful to Jesus. Then okay. I heard, sorry. I'm sorry for stopping you. Um, no I, I have two questions. This is now the third angel. The second angel has spoken about Babylon, as in the great Babylon has fallen. And I'll explain that. But I have two questions. And one, the people that, um, are, are there Christians that will 
have the mark of the beast? Are there Christians that will have the mark of the beast and go to heaven? That is one. The second one, the second one is this. Um, the people that are thrown into hell, because the Bible here says in verse, verse 10, will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of holy angels and of the Lamb. And then the Bible says, and the smoke of their torment rises forever and ever. Does it mean that God is merciful to the point that when these people are in hell, God will have mercy on them and actually get them out of hell? Let's discuss. Feel free to just unmute or you can post on the chat. Hello. Hey, I'm being told to repeat the first question. I can't even repeat because I haven't written them down. Um, so what was the first question? Hmm. Okay, I can't remember. Anyone who remembers? Sorry. The, the first question was, um, are there, I think perhaps it's two questions in one. You asked, are there Christians who will have the mark of the beast and go to heaven? So... Um, if I may, my question is going to be, is that there for two questions? And is the first question whether it's possible for Christians to have the mark of the beast? And the second part, whether it's possible for these Christians, if it were possible, um, who have the mark of the beast to go to heaven? Is that right? Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Maya is saying, I think some Christians may have the mark, uh -huh, but I don't think they'll go to heaven. Please support your answer. Usisemi, <laughs> answer, eh? Answer. Um, Shani is saying, I don't think people can enter heaven with the mark of the beast, okay? Please support your answer. <laughs> 10 marks, not of the beast, for your explanation. <laughs> um, the answer, by the way, is verse 11. And the smoke of their torment rises forever and ever. There is no rest day or night for those who worship the beast and his image, or for anyone who receives the mark of his name. There is no rest completely. And this speaks of what um, I think it's Marsh. Marsh said that there's a lot of false doctrine. And you find that in our world today, you find that um, there, there are some people who are saying that God manze, God is merciful. God is hell. 
kabisa azinitafika two time god atasema ah nyoa se tokeni nyoa se tokeni but there is no scriptural reference that speaks about that hell was not created for um god's people hell was created for devil for the devil but people go to hell out of their own choice people go to hell out of their own choice and for people taking the mark of the beast kuna wase watakuwa manze to take the mark of the beast ndo tupate food lakini sisi tunajua kwa hati yetu hatujaoko tumeokoka but what the bible says once you have that mark yako imeshaisha as in there's there's nothing and the mark we spoke about it it's a mark of identification it's a it's a symbol of identification that you've been that you've been um that you've been marked anyone with a question there anyone with a question there uh, uh, good afternoon evening uh, good evening Uh, my name is Tanui. I had a question about uh, Babylon. Uh, in a theological term or in a spiritual term, uh, could you explain for us uh, what uh, Babylon might uh, mean? Because others tell us that uh, Babylon uh, are those uh, Western developed countries, while others tell us that uh, Babylon are people who do not believe uh, in the gospel. So in a in in your spiritual uh, explanation can you explain to us what uh, the babylon term means um, thank you thank you tanui anyone with an answer of what babylon is tuanze kuchambua anyone with an answer of what babylon is anyone okay um tanui let me explain according to what i know before that what tanui so may my is saying uh, oh uh, uh lilian is saying kwani watu wanadhani god ni msofti aje my is saying softy i don't think that's the case maybe they just think that he's gracious and understanding but by the way unajua watu wakienda hell watu wanaenda see at god ni mbaya god is still loving and people go to hell even when god still loves them um lilian ruben marsh is saying at lilian taking grace and liberty in christ as a license too in terms of in times of ignorance god overlooked but now he command men to repent that is so true let me let me explain a bit about um babylon No mtu okay. anakitoka add something please if i may please add thank you sita derail for long but um i just wanted to create a clear distinction between god's grace as you have said um and his love 
and the idea of God comes softly. I think the reason why I say my evil is because um, people really equate those things. People think God is loving um, and gracious, that it means that he will um, have a heart that overlooks intentional sin. Um, the, the truth and the absolute truth is that God is sovereign. God is just. Um, and God, we a couple of uh, Bible studies ago, God is a dictator, like is your democracy. And it's not a matter of like, there is no, so, you like, basically we judge and we assess God's sovereignty oftentimes um, mistakenly and perhaps out of our humanity, we do so from our perspective and our point of view. But we have to understand that God is ultimately just. He is just and even for those who are saved, he does condemn sin. And um, the reason, the only reason why we don't um, face that judgment is because Christ covered us, but Christ did face that judgment. So the death of Christ does not negate the impact and the horridity of sin. That still remains the case, but because Christ faced that judgment on our behalf, then we're able to, uh, for lack of a better word, kwepuka. So the ultimate truth is that God remains just and his grace coexist with justice and sovereignty. And um, that people presume that God names of tea. And on that point, it does not negate that God is loving, but he will not overlook sin. He will not overlook it. And we have seen it in this these verses. Thank you. Okay. Um, thank you so much. Um, someone to touch for me where the Tower of Babel is the Tower of Babel. I want to explain about Babylon. Um, Tower of Babel echo Basgani, it's in Genesis. I want to explain about um, Babylon. Um, yes, it's Genesis chapter 11, one to nine. Let me just go there. Genesis chapter 11, one to nine. I want to explain Tanui's question up to where I understand. Um, yeah, let me just read it. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As men moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They say to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves, keyword, ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves again and not to be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, now he's speaking to the triune trinity. Let us go down and confuse their language so that they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered from them, uh, from there over all the, so the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth and they stopped building the city. 
That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. And Apondo, by the way, kuna place here about Nimrod. Um, let me just Google it. Let me just Google it as, as I explain. Um, Nimrod. Yes. Um, they say that, by the way, it's Nimrod that actually came up with Babel. Um, it's in Genesis chapter 10, verse 8 to 12. Let me read it and then I explain all this. Genesis chapter 10, verse 8 to 12. Cush the father of Nimrod, who grew to be a mighty warrior on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. That is why it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord, the first centers of his kingdom were Babylon. Okay, the first centers of his kingdom were Babylon. Nimrod was a mighty warrior. There's something in Bible school we were taught is called external evidence. External evidence help us to be able to understand scripture. They help us in a manner that um, they have quite information for like, like um, historical information that is so key in helping us to understand the timing and, and, and the, the setup and everything. You see, if the Bible had everything, like for example, if you go to the book of John chapter 20, where it says if all the miracles that Jesus performed, if they were all written in the Bible, as a hainge social kwai world, I back to Nimrod. Nimrod was a man that was against God. He was a mighty warrior on earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. So Nimrod, um, it is said that Nimrod married the mother. And then the mother's name was Semiramis. And then Nimrod, being a mighty hunter, he went on war and he was killed. But in that process, they had um, sexual intercourse and there was a child that was birthed. And this child that was birthed, um, but it's in the book of Ezekiel. I hope they had a yes, Tammuz, Tammuz, and it's like the cross, Tammuz. So Semiramis went and told the people because Nimrod was a mighty man, he was well known. And the first centers of his kingdom was Babylon. And to Mesoma Babylon in Genesis chapter 11 that they were building things for themselves outside God. It's not about God. So you see how Babylon was. It's like building things for yourself outside God. It's like you want to be God. They wanted to go high up. So Tammuz, um, so when, when Semiramis was birthing Tammuz, she actually said that her birth was immaculate as in she did not have any sexual intercourse. So they worshiped Tammuz as God in honor of Nimrod. And that's why people started worshiping the sun. And I remember when, when Nimrod died, they were told not to eat, uh, no, not Nimrod. When Tammuz, Tammuz by the way was killed, 
Tammuz was killed by like um, a warthog, something like a warthog or a wild boar. And when Tammuz was killed, Semiramis said, all virgins, women are not supposed to eat meat for 40 days and they are supposed to draw their foreheads, written T, Tammuz, so that the curse will not befall them. The children of Israel, they were told to write um, T, as in the sign of the cross, which is the letter, um, it's tau in, in Hebrew, so that the angel of, of death will not come. Anyway, besides that, you find that Babylon became a system, became a system of doing things outside God. It became a system of, of warriors, and you find that God used um, Babylon as a vehicle to bring Israel back to God. And Babylon, they were so vicious in war from Nimrod. They were so vicious. They were so deadly. Um, um, history says that these people will kill. They will kill guys and they will take their skulls and put them along the main road so that they will instill fear. Babylon was so wicked that they would take someone like their enemies and they will, they will remove your skin and put you on the sun hanging so that you die bleeding. Babylon was so bad and they came up with a system. They came up with a system of, of rulership and it's about ranks and it's about as in doing things outside God. And for them, it was about instilling fear. For them, it was about killing people. And now you see, the spirit of Babylon is that which is still hovering, and, 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 and this is something that is still there. Let me explain something about, um, about Babylon. Um, something about Babylon, um, and, and by the way, in Hebrew, it is Babel. Babel, and... Yes. Um, I, yes, they, they, they just say, I can't find the, the full information, but they say that Babel is like present day Iraq, Babylon, present day Iraq. But you see, it's not even about the locality, but it's about the spirit. I hope Nimeko explain here. It's just about a system that is outside God and spreading fear and building up things for their own selves. And it's about, about killing, about um, 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 taking away people's lives. And it's not about doing that which God would want people um, 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 to do. I hope I've answered you to some extent up to where I, I, I know. Sijui hizi vitu mingi, miss kwangi msiwa history kapisa kapisa, but I'm willing to, to learn. I hope next time, Next time I will be able to, to, to explain about it. Yeah, so that's Babylon. And by the way, uta find this story of Babylon if on our reggae. about story of reggae music, about as in how someone um, from 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 Ethiopia went to the slaves that were in Izoma nini country hizo wenye walitoka Africa wakapeleka huko Jamaica nini nini and then he came back he bought their freedom and guys started worshiping him and they that was like Hilazi and they started worshiping him and you see they speak about the Babylon system because the Babylon system is about 
holding people um, captive. It's about building wealth for yourself. It's about torturing people and killing people. I hope Nimejibu. Let me go back to Revelation. Thank you. Thank you for that question. I will, I will also research more on this Babylon thing. Yes. Um, Tulikuwa Revelation chapter 14. Revelation chapter 14, um, you were speaking about, um, Lillian, where were you? Um, do you mean in terms of Malini Mefika? Yes, Kusoma scripture. Uh, bear with me and I'll just navigate back. Nilkonimenda. Oh, okay. Another place. I think we were in verse, um, verse 13. Yes, that's right. Verse 13. Um, yeah. I will start from 12, just to set context. This calls for patient endurance on the part of the people of God who keep his commands and remain faithful to Jesus. Then I heard a voice from heaven say, write this, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the spirit, they will rest from their labor for their deeds will follow them. I looked and there before me was a white cloud and seated on the cloud was one like a son of man with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Then another angel came out of the temple and called in a loud voice to him who was sitting on the cloud. Take your sickle and reap because the time to reap has come for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who was seated on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth and the earth was harvested. Another angel came out of the temple in heaven and he too had a, uh, he too had a sharp sickle. <laughs> Still another angel who had charge of the fire came from the altar and called in a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle. Take your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of grapes from the earth, from the earth's vine, because its grapes are ripe. The angel swung his sickle on the earth, gathered its grapes and threw them into the great winepress of God's wrath. They were trampled in the winepress outside the city and blood flowed out of the press, rising as high as the horses bridled for for the dist for a distance of 1600 stadia wow um 1600 stadia is like 200 miles that's like i think around 120 130 kilometers there let me say something that i mentioned while we were starting now john is using something that people are familiar with to explain a spiritual thing I've remembered in my notes, I wrote something about Babylon before Niendele. Babylon is, is God's name for the world system. This is the system of the beast. It's a political, it's a religious, and an economic system. And this one we will explain more when we get to, the, to Revelation chapter 17, where we find there's a prostitute or a harlot which is a religious system of the beast. A harlot is a prostitute and a defile could defile. 
um, fall and I use something that is understandable because you find there was a lot of prostitution um, in, in Israel. There was a lot of prostitution in, in Nini. And, and, and John is trying to use what is familiar to explain the spiritual. And also another thing about Israel is that they are an agricultural nation. So he uses like things like sickles and etc. Another thing that we can pick from, 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 from this um, is that as the angel is speaking in a loud voice, one thing that the angel is trying to say is that if any man is continuing to worship the beast during that time, there is still an opportunity to repent. If any man is even serving Satan now as we speak, there is still time to repent. The Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. This is the time that we can actually um, 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 seek him. Also, another thing that is explained that John uses is, um, is, uh, is a... Uh, is uh, um, drinking the cup, drinking the cup. And uh, someone to open the book of, of Jeremiah 25, 15, please, Jeremiah 25, 15, and then Jeremiah um, 51, 7, and then you can also go to Habakkuk 3, 2, Jeremiah 25, 15, Jeremiah 51, 7, and Habakkuk 3, 2. And uh, this judgment is speaking about God's final judgment or vials. We will explain them as we continue. Of the wrath from heaven. God's judgment is not as a result of sin, as in him being in a place of sin, because wrath is from man's side is as a result of sin. But God's um, um, wrath is from a place of holy love. This is where he deals with sin, and we find that God cannot be part of sin. God still works in our world today, but he is separate from sin. And, and, and uh, where, where you find this brimstone and smoke is whereby um, these people had been warned, and there's something that is about to happen, and this is, this is, um, this is judgment that is coming. Jeremiah 25.15, Jeremiah 51.7, and Habakkuk 3.2. Please read. Jeremiah 25, uh, verse 15, the cup mm -hmm. of the Lord's anger. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, said to me. Take from my hand this cup filled to the brim with my anger, and make all the nations to whom I send you drink from it. Mm -hmm. Aya, Jeremiah 51.7, unasikia vile anaongea about the, the cup of judgment, God's wrath. Jeremiah 51.7, mm -hmm. Babylon was a golden cup in the Lord's hand that made all the earth drunk. The nations drank her wine, therefore the nations are to name. Okay, um, and, and you see, the reason as to why God's anger, thank you, Natasha, the reason as to why God's anger builds, it's like, it's like, until you have an outburst. That's the, I think the best uh, way I can try to explain. As in God's anger, it's just building. It's 
just building. There's a place we'll read. Um, 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 it's saying that the the Nini, the 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 sin of the Amorites had not had not reached its full measure, so that God's wrath would actually be poured. And you see, Nikamona kasirisha parents, Amona kasirisha mse, and manze ata release to coffee, ama ata 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 unleash to ratiake. That's how it is. If you go to the book of um. If you go to the book of um, Romans chapter one, this is how I've found out. This is where I've learned and I've studied it for, for some time. And I'm also run, um, writing a book on, on how people turn to be gay, on how people are becoming like lesbians and how all these other things are happening. Because you find that people exchange the truth of God for a lie you find people give themselves to worldly passions. People give themselves off to their desires. And you see, God gives them over. This is in the book of um, Romans chapter one from verse 18, and he's speaking about the wrath of God that is building. And this is how it is happening. You find that people are now doing their own things. You find um, when it comes to also some Christians that are not grounded, in the world, you find that people are coming with their own principles. Yes, I, 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 I know that I should, I should tithe, but I see there's someone here struggling. I won't tithe in church, and I will help this person. As in, you find that people are trying to justify what they see. They're, that's just an example. There are many, many things. There are many, many things. And people are using excuses. Oh, I was born um, a lesbian. Oh, I was born as in gay, I, all these things. But me, all these things, I believe it's as a result of sin. Because if it's not as a result of sin, God will not have created Adam and Eve. He would have created Adam, Eve, and maybe something else. Anyway, um, to continue, Staki stay up, Osana. We find that the first angels was telling sinners to turn to God. The other angel was saying Babylon will be destroyed. This is now the political system, religious system, economic system, and you may defile or say and instill fear and all those things. Um, but you see, people still persist on sinning. People still continue to, 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 to live in sin. And if you go to the book of Revelation 13, people who are worshiping the beast. Imagine Sai, you wake up in the morning, uskia classic 105, unaskia story na sex. As in unaskia vile guys can have mpango wakando. As in unaskia guys can do whatever thing they want to do. As in a man should have like a side chick. As in it's about how many um, how many women you sleep, slept with and unaskia saini body count. As in, as in that's so wicked. Imagine now when guys are worshipping the beast. You see, now guys are demanding for their own rights. Guys want to do whatever thing. As in you say, my body, my choice. We are not our own. This is what the Bible says. We are not our own. We belong to the Lord. And think of how wicked it will be in that time. As in sex happening everywhere. People don't care. People murdering each other. There is lawlessness because now the man of lawlessness has come and all those things are happening. And you see, it builds up the wrath of 
yes, a reprobate mind, as in you can't go back now. And you see, the more someone sinks into sin, you get to a place where you think, but you see, Jonah sank so deep, but God actually saved him. And there's no one who can sink so low that God cannot save. There's no one. Um, um, when the Bible says that there's no rest for the wicked, the Bible says that there's no rest for the wicked, but for the for the for the saints, there's eternal rest, which is now eternal life. And based on all this, it is better to reign with Christ forever than with Antichrist for a few short years. You know, we are living in a world whereby it's just about we want to reign, we want to rule, we want to to make all these things and all these things is about God. But these things are actually short-lived. These things are actually short-lived. Why would we exchange something that is eternal with something that is temporal for something like fun, for like um, two minutes, 30 seconds for all those? Yet, Manze, there's a lot to eternity, as in eternity has no end. Eternity has, not, has no end. It's better to endure persecution patiently now than to escape it and suffer through eternity. As Christians, one foot in Christ, one foot on the other side. As in Afadali, enjoy kabisa, enjoy kabisa. With Christianity, one pastor was saying, akuna kwa fence. Hakuna ajo ukwe kwa fence. Either ukwe yo saidi ngine, ama ukwe saidi ngine. Juki kwa kwa fence, badu utakuwa hell. Afadhali manze, we endure persecution patiently. Now, than to escape it and suffer through eternity. <sighs> Someone to read Daniel chapter 7 verse 13 to 14. Daniel 7 13 to 14. Daniel 7, 13 to 14. Uh, yes. Uh, so Daniel 7, 13 to 14. Um, in my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like a star of man, uh, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days, and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion, his dominion is an everlasting dominion that will now pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Okay. Um. Thank you. Let me let me explain that. Unless any person has a question? Any person with a question before I I'm a leader there?
Yes, I'll explain that. So, um, some people see what is in Revelation chapter 14 as it comes to an end. Some see it as where, where you find that the angel swung his sickle on the earth, gathered its grapes and threw them into the great winepress of God's wrath. There they trampled in the winepress outside the, the city and blood flowed out of the press, rising as high as the horse's bridle for a distance of 1,600 stadia. Some people are speaking about the battle of Armageddon, but it's not that. It's not that, um, um, but this is like setting the stage of that. Remember, Revelation is what John saw and the things that are going to happen. Certainly, John there was using a hyperbole when he described a river of blood four feet deep, four feet deep and around 200 miles long. Today, God is speaking to the world in grace, and men are not listening. One day, he will speak in wrath. The bitter cup will be drunk, the harvest of sin ripped, and the vine of the earth cut down and cast into the winepress. You know, it's interesting that when it speaks about the grape harvest, it's speaking about the judgment of the Lord. You see all through the Bible, especially in the book of Isaiah chapter 5, verse 1 to 7, that Israel was a vine planted to bear fruit for God's glory. But that nation failed and it had to be cut down. In Genesis, not Genesis, John chapter 15, Jesus is saying that he is the wine and we are the branches. In Revelation, the world system is the vine of the earth. And it will one day be cut down and destroyed in the winepress of God's wrath. One day it will be cut down and destroyed in the winepress of God's wrath. Any questions so far on Revelation chapter 14? We are going to Revelation chapter 15 now. Any question? Revelation 15 is so short. Any question? Okay, um, Revelation 15, someone to read for us. Um, someone to read for us, Revelation 15, one to four. Revelation 15, one to four. Okay, I'm happy to read again. Um, Revelation chapter 15, again reading from NIV. I saw in heaven another great and marvelous sign, seven angels with the seven last plagues, last because with them God's wrath is complete. And I saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire and standing beside the sea, those who had, sorry, I'll start again from verse two. And I saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire 
And standing beside the sea, those who had been victorious over the beast and its image and over the name, the number of its name. They held harps given them by God and sang the song of God's servant Moses and of the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Verse 4. Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. Okay, um, thank you, thank you, Lillian. Um, you find that there are seven angels, seven plagues, golden bowls, and then the wrath of God. And before that, we find that there is an interlude of blessing when it comes to um, the, the faithful people that um, Revelation 14 as the beginning was, was talking about these people. And it is so interesting that this is actually related to the book of Exodus. They are closely related to the book of Exodus. And I'm going to explain. The wicked world is about to drink of the wine of the wrath of God. This is according to Revelation 14.10. But before the angels pour out their judgment, there's a small interlude. There's a small interlude. Before sending the third war, which was in Revelation chapter 11, verse 14. Let me read Revelation 11, verse 14. Revelation 11.14 says that the second war has passed, has passed. The third war is coming soon. God once reassures his faithful people. I'm going to explain. And this is now interesting. What John saw is that the believers from the tribulation had overcome the beast and his system. These are the people who loved not their lives, and to the death, <clears throat> and to the death. And uh, in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Imagine, for the sake of Christ, they were willing to die. And you find that these people, since they did not cooperate with the satanic system and receive the mark of the beast, they were unable to buy or sell. Easy to meongea. As in, they were totally dependent on the Lord for their daffy bread. Some of them were put in prison and some were slain. But all of them practiced faith and patience. Revelation 13.10. Imagine, Revelation 13.10, please open, just go there and start, start reading. Read Revelation 13.10 and Revelation 13.17. Imagine these people. Yes, please read. Anyone who is destined for prison will be taken to prison. Anyone destined to die by the sword will die by the sword. Mm -hmm. You may summon a revelation, Gani. 13 verse 10. Revelation 13 11. 
And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. You see how it is, as in these people, thank you so much, Tanui. These people, they practice faith and patience in God's leading. As in they practice faith and patience. The tribulation saints, saints whom John saw and heard were standing by the sea of glass in heaven. In a to take back to Revelation 4.6, let me just read. Also before the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. Just as the Israelites stood by the Red Sea, they were singing the song of Moses and also the song of the Lamb. The song of Moses, Ikoko Revelation chapter, uh, sorry, Exodus chapter 15. And that song, like the main part was, the Lord is my strength and song and he is become my salvation. This is Exodus 15, two. And it's interesting, we find that this one, 44,000, sang a song that nobody else could sing, but this is a song that we all can sing now because we are seeing God do that. And in a to take to the book of um, Psalm chapter 118, verse 14, someone to go to Psalm 118, 14, Psalm 118, 14, and I'll explain something about Babylonian captivity. You see, when Israel returned from Babylonian captivity, I had mentioned earlier that Babylon was used as a vehicle to bring Israel back to God because Israel had turned away from God. And so Babylon, they were so wicked as I had explained, but they were, they were, they were overpowered by Cyrus, um, king of Persia, the Persians. And so when they were, they returned, when the children of Israel returned from Babylonian captivity, because Babylon will conquer you and they will throw you in different parts. Like for example, if they came to Kenya, they will take one person, throw them to Marsabit, another one Mombasa, another one Nandi County, another one in, in Kisumu, so that you can't come together. And this is what the enemy does because Babylon is a, is a, is a type of Satan that wants to scatter us in our thoughts and in our minds. He doesn't want us to, to have um, um, thoughts um, coming together. And you find that after, after, after they, they, they came from Babylonian captivity and reestablished their government because Cyrus told them, the people that have gone, that you've been scattered, you can now come together. You can come together, but you're still under, under, under the Persians. And now this is where the temple was restored and there was worship. In the olden days, in the Old Testament, guys would only worship in the temple. According to the Jews, they would only worship to the, in the temple. And this is why you find that Jesus was having conversations with the woman who, who was uh, with, the, with, the, with the woman in John chapter 4. Because the woman was telling Jesus that you Jews worship in the temple as we worship in the mountain. You see how interesting it was. So <clears throat> when worship has been restored, they used this same refrain at the dedication of their services. Wakimit for services. Walikuwa wanasing sana sana yo. Psalm 118 verse 14. 
someone to read that. Psalm 118.14. Psalm 118.14. Psalm 118.14. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Okay. Um, thank you. Thank you, Tashi. You see, it's interesting that the children of Israel after were come, after we experienced all their plagues, there were 10 plagues, but upper because seven plagues, and they have experienced all that. It's so interesting that they sing one song, all of them. And now let us see the power that lies in songs, because we sing a song based on what we've seen God do in our lives. We sing songs because we've experienced the, the, the mighty hand and an outstretched arm of God. As in, we sing to God because we have seen him. And in the future, when God um, um, shall bring people, this is according to Isaiah chapter 11 from verse 15 to Isaiah chapter 12. Isaiah prophesied because they were also under this guy called Sennacherib, the Assyrians. Um, he prophesied that they will sing the song again, the song of Moses, which is like a hymn to them. And, and, and this is like a great assurance. The reason as to why we also sing songs, you see the power of music is like a great assurance and endurance for people that are going through a difficult time, difficult season, a difficult time that God will deliver us, that God is our strength, that God is our song, that God is, is the one who holds our tomorrow. And we sing it with confidence because we know who God is. It is possible to be victorious over the world system. And one of the ways is through the song and through the blood of the lamb, we have deliverance. As in our Lord's work on the cross, was like a spiritual exodus, which was accomplished by his blood. Anyone with a question there as we come to an end? Anyone with a question? So there's this power in songs. Let's continue to just listen to, to songs because songs actually do um, a minister and they speak about what God has done and what God is going to do and, and the power and, and the might and it speaks about the omnipotent and the omnipresent and, and the one who doesn't change and the one who knows us and the one who says that he will come back for us and it, it builds our faith and, and, and this is about um, giving us an assurance that God is actually with us. Verse 5 to verse, verse 8. Someone to read Revelation 15, verse 5 to 8. Thank you. Okay. Um, hey, read. Yes, please go on. Please read. Um, Revelation 15, 5 to 8. After I looked and I saw in heaven the temple, that is the tabernacle of the covenant law, and it was opened. 
Out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues. They were dressed in clean, shining linen and wore golden sashes around their chests. Then one of our four living one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls filled with the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Shani. Anyone with something to say on that? Anyone with something to say on that? Maybe a comment or a question? Anyone with a question, comment? Um, uh, let me just read that comment. Um, a lot of us, a lot of views of the number seven years. And number seven, one of the things is number seven is seven speaks of completion. Speaks of completion, seven years of tribulation, as in after seven years of tribulation, they are complete and now God comes to establish um, the kingdom. And we will see that in the book of Revelation 21 to 22. Yes. The seven angels emerge from the heavenly temple because their work is holy as are the judgments they bring. The angel's clothing reminds us of the priestly garments. If you go to the book of Exodus chapter 28, for their service is a divine ministry. They are dedicated and they are filled with God's glory. Um, you can read at your own time, Exodus chapter 40, from verse 34 to 35. Let me just read it. Let me just read it because it's, short. Um, then the clouds covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled upon it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. When, um, when, when, when the Bible says that um, the heavenly temple is filled with smoke, it is also explained in Ezekiel chapter, Isaiah, sorry, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 4. The Bible says, at the sound of their voices, the voices of the angels, um, as, at the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke. Another place that speaks about um, smoke is in Ezekiel chapter 10, verse 4. Then the glory of the Lord rose from above the cherubim Cherubim are types of angels um, and moved to the threshold of the temple. The cloud filled the temple and the court was full of the radiance of the glory of God. Smoke is evidence of God's glory and power. Each of the angels has a specific target for the contents of his vials, um, like the wrath. The earth dwellers have already suffered from the seal 
and trumpet judgments, but this final series of judgments will climax God's plan, leading to Babylon's fall and Jesus Christ's return to earth. Oh, what a happy ending. The earth dwellers have already suffered from the seal and trumpet judgment, but this final series of judgments will climax God's plan, leading to Babylon's fall and Jesus Christ's return on earth. Let me read the comment. The meeting was educative and eye-opening during this age of falsehood and harshness. Thank you so much, Ruben Marsh. Anyone with a question or something to add to that? Anyone with a question or something to add? As we come to the end. Okay, silence speaks that there's no question. Um, um, Lillian is saying, still reflecting on the power of music, both to the glory of God and the deception of God's people using ungodly songs as distraction, including those songs that purport the Christian song, but are not. That is so true. Um, someone said that in music, you find that you can listen. There is a part of the mind that is so weak that any music the mind registers and the mind is inclined. I remember there were times that Kitambo Kablani Okoke, kuna ma songs ingine zilikuwa zinanibo, but nilikuwa tunajifind tu naimba. Na, na naimba, na sijui mbona imeingia kwa mind yangu, but there's a part of the mind that is so weak that it receives all these, um, all these songs. So the fall of Babylon in Jeremiah, is it like a glimpse of this armor? Yes. And you know now, by the way, Everything in the Bible is now pointing to Revelation, pointing to Revelation and pointing to Jesus. Yes, with that, I think we've come to the end. Thank you so much, guys, for, for, for tuning in. Um, I'd like to just um, pray, and then we will be dismissed. So, Father, I thank you that we've sat at your feet, that you've taught us, I pray that you will help us to reach out to your people with this word because hell will be full of people, some our relatives, some our friends, some our neighbors, some our siblings, and also maybe our parents. So Father, help us to just be bold and to speak about you for the saving of many. We thank you even as we go to rest. May you just watch over us. May you give us rest. I pray for the needs that are represented in this place. Lord, may you just remember each and every one of us. We thank you. And it is now in Jesus' name that we pray, trusting and believing. Amen and amen. Thank you so much.